0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cutting Through the Noise. Uh, This is Sean here, and today we're going to be talking about the Traction Channel speaking engagements with Michelle. Hello. So, Michelle, tell us a little bit about what exactly uh, a speaking engagement is defined as and why it's important.
1: Yeah. um, So, you know, in the past, some of the Traction channels that we discussed are like, you know, trade shows, conferences, those kind of gatherings. Um, And speaking engagements is just another of spins off of that traction channel and the fact that you um are the business that is asked to be a speaker like you're the one actually presenting you're consulting um it's another way to connect with your audience and and kind of show more about what you can do um and why this kind of matters is this really gives you the opportunity to actually uh sell yourself but just show that you know what you're talking about and and instills confidence in your audience that you know that they know that you know what you're talking about so it's a good opportunity to get involved in and you could be anything from local engagement so just like small networking events where, you know, maybe you're presenting a topic um, to a small crowd and then eventually working your way up through the regional size um, conferences or trade shows and then working your way up to the national as well.
0: And what are some popular topics um, in your experience um, that you've seen at, at sort of speaking engagements at conferences and trade shows?
1: Yeah. So when it comes to topics, uh, there does seem to be a lot of repetition uh, in terms of the things that people talk about. But it seems like there's a lot of um, talks that go around like motivational, inspirational, anything that like goes from like talking about leadership experience and how to make that um, work for you and then just success and another various business topics. Those are just kind of the big ones. But anything that like, inspires people to maybe do the same it seems to be quite common.
0: Is there any data around how much people retain from these sorts of conferences is it you know you know when somebody's going and sitting through all these you know speeches on 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 one day is there any sort of anecdotal data on on what people remember are they engaged do they follow up with businesses sign up for newsletters anything like that
1: yeah um so of course I always kind of like to look into the statistics of some of the channels that we're looking into and if you've ever been in an audience you know for one of these engagements you know I feel like I can speak for myself when i say i I listen to speakers and sometimes i lose interest i'm like okay if you're not really you know speaking or engaging with me like i might not be paying attention to it but some of the statistics for um, like an average rate of retention for just information in general it's usually uh if it's just me telling you a couple points of facts or information average retention rate is only about five to ten (laughs) percent and um but if you, it's been found that if you actually add visuals or something else that kind of draws the eye when I'm telling you something, um, that can actually increase in retention rate upwards of like 25 to 30%. What really does well is when um, speakers kind of present it in a story. So they have all these facts or these uh, advice that they have, but if they give it to you in a story form, that actually increases retention rate upwards of 65 to 70% for your audience. So that's something that's kind of cool to think about. Yeah, you
0: know, so that's, there's some good examples of, of things that work um, in a speaking engagement. And that just kind of leads me to think about some things that make it maybe not compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to uh, speaking engagements is when somebody puts a slide up there with a lot of words and then reads all the words. Um, you know, I, if I'm in the audience at a trade show or conference, it's there's a high likelihood that I can read. Um, and so I don't need somebody reading to me or I can just read. Their book, um, so yeah. <laughs> you know I think that's that's a common mistake, um, and I also think you know people, I don't like to say speech because speech rhymes with preach, and I'm not going to a place to listen to somebody preach. Um, right. You know that's for Kanye West on Sundays, so I you know really like that people it is conversational. You said a story, and so when somebody's up there telling you the way it is, and it just saying this is the way I do it, um, it just tends to really. Um, you know, turn me off and become not engaged. And a lot of these things, you know, I was in conference over the summer in Denver, and, you know, you're in a room from 9 to 5 listening to talk after talk after talk, and in this place, they chose to have it really dark. So, you know, if you're (laughs) kind of turning people off and you're speaking down at them, even though you're probably up on a stage going down, um, if you talk down to them, it's just going to, people are just going to tune out. Um, And so I think... You know, the the biggest thing is not to be preachy and not to be, of course, boring.
1: Right. And, you know, actually one of the statistics I came across too was talking about like average audience um, attention span. It's anywhere from eight to 10 minutes. So if you're doing a presentation that's going to go for like 40 minutes, you need to they always talk about how like there should be like a cycle to it. Like maybe every 10 minutes you try to, you know, add some more content that reengages the audience. Like, again, nobody wants to just be talked down to. All right. So often at these conferences or trade shows, um, you know, we're sitting through where people that are attending it, they're sitting through a whole day of these kind of speeches. Um, how do you, you keep people engaged?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the big thing is, um, you know, again, not treating it like just a delivering of information or a speech. You know, in a lot of places, people are like, okay, so I'm going to talk for 45 minutes, and then we'll save 15 minutes for questions. Mm-hmm. You know, the approach that I take, and the approach that I appreciate is when you know you ask for audience feedback throughout and it's not necessarily just saying raise your hand anytime you have a question but asking a question of the audience mm-hmm. um, and trying to engage them you know that way and so because if people are just not interested in every single topic and they start tuning out by the time you get to the end they may have forgotten you know how they were going to to respond or, or what sort of question. so I think you know, asking people sort of audience participation is, is an important way to keep, you know, people engaged and tuned in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's an interesting note in the Traction channel book called Traction um, <laughs> that some people tend to ask uh, people to have divided attention, as in mm-hmm. pay attention to what um, is being talked about, but also share interesting tidbits on social media, put something on Twitter like, oh, the, this guy just said this amazing thing, or, you know, this woman just showed this stat that is just incredible and, you know, put it out there, tag the conference, tag the presenter. And so that's a way to keep people engaged. So they're not feeling like they're just sitting there um, staring up at the person sort of on the, um, on the stage. So I think that's one thing. And also, you know, the slides I mentioned earlier, not having a bunch of text on the slides, the slides also have to be fun. And I'm not saying, like, goofy. Animations. But, um, you know, they just have to be bright, and they have to be well thought out, a lot of white space, just, you know, and have an impactful piece. Like, each slide should tell its own story. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, some of the stats you just tossed out there were great. And if you were, you know, giving this as a presentation, you know, you want to have those numbers nice and big. um, And, you know, so it's just little things like that that keep people engaged.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I know we've talked, quite a bit about um, things that people are doing right that you've enjoyed, but are there any like common mistakes that you've come across in your experience? Yeah, I think,
0: um, you know, it's, public speaking is, you know, obviously a lot of people have a fear of it, not everybody's good at it, but um, people that are not relaxed, it very much comes across, um, and it can, you know, be something that'll tune an audience out. So I think, you know, sometimes people, practice too hard, think about it too much, you just have to be relaxed and and not treat it as a speech, but treat it as a conversation. Um, So I think, you know, the biggest thing that people sort of ignore or don't do is just not treat it like it's a one-on-one sort of thing, you know, and everybody in that room is a like-minded individual. You're not trying to persuade anybody of anything. You're not, um, you know, you're exchanging information. And, you know, if you weren't up there presenting, you very well may be sitting down there. So I think it's, you know, treating it as a conversation um, and not just a delivery of information, I think is really important. And thinking that way can help calm any fears of people who may have public speaking anxiety.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, another fun fact, 75% of people that do, or 75% of the population would say that they have a fear of public speaking. So... It's quite a few people that don't enjoy it, <laughs> myself <Yeah>. included. Uh, <laughs> I love it.
0: I'm going to go do it after this. Yeah? That's just what you do for a hobby now? Yeah. yeah. I just go to the, <laughs> I just go to the town square and start talking. <laughs>
1: yep. Just have an opinion and roll with it. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've seen a lot of speakers, too, that uh, do tours. You know, they constantly go to various, like, conference centers. Um, do you think when it comes to – these different conferences that you need to ha- come up with a new presentation every time, or do you think these speakers do best if they just keep the same material? Yeah,
0: I mean, I think I mean you have to know your audience. If you're going on a um, tour where it's going to be the same people at all the stops, obviously you need to kind of keep it fresh. But you know, if you think about doing a circuit of a digital marketing, um, um, if you think about doing the circuit you know, of these digital marketing events where it's the same event in different cities. You're not going to have people following you around. You're not the Grateful Dead. So I think having the same presentation, um, A, cuts down on um, your prep work, but also as you go um, speaking engagement to speaking engagement, you're going to get better at it. You're going to get more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll want to not be using the same slides, you know, for five years. Um, But I think being consistent um, and really kind of honing what you're doing as opposed to just you know, doing a new one, reading it in front of the mirror, then going out there. I think it can really you know get tripped up that way. So a lot of people have maybe one or two versions mm-hmm. um, and then kind of alternate them that way.
1: Okay, so I guess just again in your experience, um, is there anything, is there maybe like one thing that you can think of that is often overlooked when it comes to speaking engagements?
0: I think um, one thing that's overlooked is that it doesn't end when you walk off stage um, you know, there's only a, you know, there's only going to be so many people in the auditorium. Um, so definitely need to have it recorded. Um, definitely need to distribute it. Um, you know, on social media, on the convention's website, um, send out slides. Um, just kind of continue to sort of engage with the audience that was there after, but also know that you're going to get to other people you know so if you're giving this free information to somebody who's there there's a good chance they're going to share it with a coworker or they're going to share it with a fan so i think you know people um, just assume that you get up there you talk for 25 minutes and then you're done um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't end there and you know if you're going to you know convert somebody in the audience to a lead you know you have to continue to engage and and who knows the the lead or the person that you want to connect with may not even be in the room um, right. so you kind of have to treat this as living breathing thing it's just like what we're doing right now or a video that you can find our youtube channel you know it was recorded and we have an audience right now of one um and but more people are going to see it so you kind of have to treat it as a way to gather an asset that's evergreen in addition to you know the person-to-person contact which you know that's the other thing too about speaking engagements is you can't go and then go back to your room um you know you need to use the opportunity for some face-to-face time. So not yeah. not treating it like just a 25-minute block of your time um, and more of a whole campaign, so to speak, is, I think, important.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you can also think of it, too, as, like, a little – if you record your um, engagements and stuff, it's also be, like, your little portfolio that maybe will get you seen by other, like, conferences or larger scale that you want to be actually speaking at. So cool.
0: Yeah, and I think um, – you know, the other key piece of this whole thing is the chicken and the egg aspect is you do have to get accepted, um, right? you know, to speak. And um, there's an article on pillargroup.com that talks through um, ways to identify events that you should go to that are relevant to your business, they're relevant to you, best ways to write proposals, um, when to do it, you know, things like that. So be sure to check that out on um, the blog. And then also, um, we have a video that kind of goes a little bit more in depth than what we just talked about. And um, just also some ways to engage um, with your audience after your speaking engagement.
1: Cool. Well, I think uh, you've answered all my questions, Sean. So thanks for talking with us about the speaking engagements.
0: Yeah, it's great. Another episode of Cutting Through the Noise. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Yep.